0: You're listening to The Life of Tri. It's triathlon for your ears. That looks a little better. We are conquering our technology demons. Kevin McKinnon is back from, God, everywhere. Kevin, uh, welcome back, buddy.
1: Thank you, Phil. And yes, great to... Uh... Great to hear your voice, boy. It's been a challenge getting this uh, one together, me on the road. You have an internet issues back in your, I was going to say third world country, but we know Australia isn't a third world country. I just watched them having like one heck of a games at the Commonwealth Games. So you guys are pretty good at what you do.
0: We are very good. I'm going to come to that. Um, there's a lot to get through. A bit to unpack in this one. You have
1: something to complain about.
0: <laughs> of course I do. Okay. No. Here's the complaint. <laughs> okay. Kevin, if, you're, if your job is to commentate sport and you're hosting an international sporting event like the Common Freaking Wealth Games and you don't know anything about the sport, pipe down let me just run some of the commentary by you when the triathlon was going on and there was a host on Australian television saying how they ride in their wetsuits. I nearly vomited. Then when the whole controversy came out about the penalty, watching them fumble their way through, trying to explain to a group of people in the world of Australia who don't know jack shit about the sport of triathlon, but would love to know more about it because it looks like quite a good sport. Get it right. They were buffoonish the people who are on the uh the call in australian television I'm, I'm pointing the fingers squarely at the channel seven commentators they sucked and they should have just piped down seriously though kevin if you're going to a world sporting event and it's your job to host everything get across what you're about to talk to surely that's a mandatory rule
1: oh my goodness yeah no uh, yeah sorry to hear that you went through that i it was so funny because Um, You know, I know, I guess, well, we both have been critical of uh, you much more than I of commentators (laughs) (laughs) uh, for our sport. And um, here I was thinking the the clips that I saw and everything uh, from the Commonwealth Games of the like the host broadcast were excellent. And um, and uh, so that's really too bad that they didn't just like if they don't have those experts, just take what they're giving you because it was pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. The, the, the feed stuff that they had.
0: Yeah. And you know what, mate? Like it's it's a really simple thing. They're getting paid. These people are network people. They're getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars. Do some fucking research where you just sit down and you go, okay, What does triathlon look like? Okay, what does synchronized diving look like? You know, you don't have to know the minutia of it all, but you certainly got to know something about, you know, the sport. They don't ride in their freaking wetsuits,
1: you morons.
0: Come on, man.
1: (laughs) Well, and I I would go a little further. They need to find somebody who knows something about the sport because, yeah, somebody who knows nothing about triathlon, they're never going to figure out that helmet rule. Um, you know, my, my kids, my kids used to make fun of me, um, in the car Well, they make fun of me all the time, but when we were, when they (laughs) were little and we would be driving back from events after I had been announcing, they could go through the entire helmet rule. Um, like just, uh, by rote sitting in the back of the car, your helmet must be done up before your bike comes off the rack must stay done up until your bike is back on the rack at the end of your ride like you know it really really um, sort of a, a something ingrained in, in everybody and I have no idea how Hayden Wild managed to do that one but.
0: no what a time so the Commonwealth Games, um, and, I, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna put a little uh, pin on this one too the set I, I didn't see all of it and then they flashed to the then they flashed to the the event and I, I'm listening listening watching the team event. And there's a voice on there. I'm like, that's oddly familiar. You know, I don't know. But, well, they sound like they know what they're talking about. Oh, I actually do know what they're talking about. Well, this is actually quite pleasant to listen to. I'm actually quite enjoying this. Do you know who it was? Aaron Royal. They went and got Aaron Royal to commentate. Let me tell you something, Kevin. Start shaking in your shoes, my man, because this kid can flat out commentate. He is talent.
1: That is awesome. Great Mm. to hear.
0: He was brilliant. He knew what he was talking about. He was giving color. He was giving insights to the athletes. Of course, he knows them all. Obviously this guy was really good. So massive check to, uh, to Aaron Royal for absolutely dominating the commentary. And, you know, he clearly hasn't done a lot of it, but goodness, someone needs to harness the boy, train him up a little bit extra. And he's going to be really good because his knowledge is spot on. And he really added some weight to what was happening, but, he didn't do it in a way that couldn't be accessed. You know, I felt like that he was talking to us on a, on a, really, good, um, uh, on a really good level as, as watchers of this uh, sport that no one knows about. So hats off to, uh, to Aaron Royal. He did a fantastic job. And, um, you know, credit where credit's due for the producer who actually found someone who knew something about the sport riding in
1: their wetsuit kooks. So um, one more uh, kudo, if I could throw out, I don't know if you, um, how much of the track and field coverage from the Commonwealth Games you saw or even the Diamond League. Um, But uh, I know Tim Hemming is a journalist who you've sort of, I think you've gone sort of back and forth with on Twitter a few times and stuff. Um, Familiar with his work, yep. Yep, from the UK. Well, Tim was part of, uh, announcing team. I don't know the other two. Uh there was a you know guy and woman who were involved um in the track and field commentary, but they were unbelievable. They are everything that you want us to have in triathlon. Um, you know, super knowledgeable, um spoke when they needed to, didn't speak when they didn't, um, and uh, you know, just were were hitting the stuff that we want to hear like just you know nonstop stats uh about the athletes and the information about the athletes um you know next to nothing about themselves it was bang on for what you were looking for so my hat goes off to Tim Hemming met him at the I think I met him at the Collins Cup for the first times last year so uh hopefully uh, he'll be uh, kicking around again and I'll get to congratulate him in person
0: Well, you know, like he's, for starters, he's British. So, you know, we won't hold that against him. Um, It was interesting, prior to the Commonwealth Games starting, uh, you know, so-called media pundits like your Brad Culp's, you know, men about Town of Triathlon, who were saying that, um, oh, it's not that important, it's not that great, you know, it's only the Commonwealth Games. And then Hemming, funnily enough, piped up and said, you know, if you don't know what the Commonwealth Games is, it's basically where Australia doesn't get lapped all the time. Well, Hemming so-called Tim, right (laughs) of reply to this country and asking for a country is who won the actual medal tally for the Commonwealth Games? You clown.
1: Oh Clearly,
0: (laughs) clearly Australia did with, you know, a a breathtaking two-medal victory over crappy England. That country's even, is that even around anymore after what's happened with that political scene over there? (laughs) And then the Canadians, the lovely Canadians were only, you guys were only 40 gold medals behind us. So, hey, go you, well done
1: so yeah no um i was sort of embarrassed about how uh and and canada did great you know in terms of what all we sent out and everything but we just don't take it take the commonwealth games as seriously as australia and new zealand and uh england and wales and like all of those all of those countries just stepped up scotland had Huge contingent, um, yeah, and and you could really see the difference in the intensity of the way the teams went at it. The Australian swim team, Delhi Carr, saw him at the try uh, at the try event, and um, he was you know just sort of jumping into try and then rushing off to swimming. Swimming was his main gig uh, for the week, and uh, he said the Australian team had set down as their goal that they were going to win 50 of the 75 medals available. I don't know. I I keep meaning to look up what they finally got, but I went to the first night of competition, two of the events, they won all three medals, gold, silver, bronze. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if they came pretty darn close to that 50.
0: Yeah, um, it it certainly, um, (laughs) they certainly pack a punch. And we call it the Australian charity games. Like for us, it's kind of like, yeah, come games. No one's that interested. they really not. It didn't rate that well in Australian television. Um, it's something that we just – but I also think too, it wasn't – the timing in Birmingham wasn't good for us either. Like you were having to watch it at late at night and early in the morning and that just doesn't work. Yeah.
1: Well, anyway. the if the – if the fans weren't taking it super seriously, the athletes were. Um, you could just see that intensity um, on the, I went down to the velodrome the one day and uh, the Aussies and the Kiwis were just dominating down there on, on that front. And, you know, well, you could see in terms of the try stuff, that everything was very, like it was big deal for those two teams. For It is.
0: Yeah. Um- just on that, the Aussie swim team won nearly half. They won 65 of the 156 total medals on offer. So, okay. Yeah, there it is. Um, the other thing too, is that it, um, it moves to the Commonwealth games moves to my hometown almost down in Geelong. So I'm a little bit out of Geelong where I, where I live on the West coast here in Victoria. Um, but it's been held in regional Victoria, which means it's been held in country Victoria. So, I'm bugged if I know where they're going to do the swimming, um, but um, they are moving it down to literally my neck of the woods. So in four years' time, if I still care, uh, I'll be looking at the, uh, the setup of the Com Games down my way. It'll be fun to see it, actually, and, and you'll see some really good stuff going down here because it's uh, you a know, good part of the world.
1: So the my you know I just finished writing my editorial for the September issue earlier this week and and you know it was basically about the huge crowds on hand in yeah. the um in Birmingham, Birmingham. Uh, I'm sure I'm still not pronouncing it the way they want me to um, and so, yeah, good luck to Geelong to try and match that i I certainly can't imagine if Hamilton, Ontario, which is where I live. Um, they have, they're bidding for the 2030 games. Um, and little, uh, I bet you didn't even know this, uh, Hamilton, Ontario, where I live was the original site of the first, com- um, uh, first Commonwealth games, which was then known as the empire state games. Huh. So we started all of this craziness.
0: Well, you know. <laughs> you know, you certainly uh, didn't finish it because you were horrible in the last few weeks, but that's okay. Um, and it, look, it, all jokes aside, um, obviously, the you know, you can, you can joke about certain things or, you know, you say it's a lightweight competition, but, you know, that 1500 metre had two world champion Kenyans in it and the Aussie boy got over them. Uh, the triathlon certainly has the punch because at the moment UK dominate um, the, the scene in, in short course racing. Uh, so, you know, there was a few handy athletes floating around too. I believe the women's event had a couple of handy ones floating around too.
1: You know, oh, the, you know, just, it was a, a, quite an experience, you know, the, the crowds there were just insanely huge. There were more people there watching the paratriathlon than um, by three or four times the amount I would say. Uh, then we're kicking around for uh, in Edmonton for the PTO Canadian Open uh, in terms of crowds. Like it was just, it was crazy. All of the all of the venues that I were at, I was at were uh, completely full. Um, the track, thirty thousand people at that stadium, um, and it was it was packed for the uh, um, for the early rounds, ten o'clock in the morning. So um, you know the early sessions without any finals and they were still getting all those people there. So yeah, the crowds were just nuts and they got to see quite a show in, uh, both the men's and the women's, uh, try you know, the women's it was quickly became a two woman race. Um, but I, I, tell you what, um, there is nothing quite like a motivated yeah. Flora Duffy and uh, boy, was she ever motivated to right. uh, take that title and um it was interesting cuz you know there was a small breakaway group and uh flora just decided she was done having people around her and off she went and the only person who could stay with her was georgia taylor brown so yeah
0: yeah and that's the thing i mean it's you're looking at you know these are these are elite 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 level uh individuals running around the com games triathlon and then you look at the men's side too and the Yee dog who you know, I'm trying to warm to him. I'm trying my best to warm to him. Just, yeah, the, just,
1: guy is, just, the guy is very talented. Yeah. and um, He's a you know, I, and it was black hole though. Because uh, I, I, I was very surprised, like all of the photographers were so pissed off because they spent an hour waiting at the awards podium for um, New Zealand to put in its appeal uh, for that decision. And I was like, why on earth are they doing this? There's nothing they can change. Um, and he wasn't going to win anyway. Alex caught him on the run. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's no, you know, what were, what on earth were they going to try and change and, and, and say, well, we want to appeal this. And we think Hayden wouldn't would have won the sprint. Like, yeah, no, not going to happen. So, um, it was very bizarre. Um, but yes lots of drama in that one and um yeah you know who a um it was not the funnest of days for team canada in terms of our you know sort of big gun tyler misselchuck um, you know it, whew, he had a a very rough weekend uh for sure so that was that was not fun to see
0: well what's his story what's going on with him
1: yeah so um in the uh in the individual race uh sounds like um well after the race he said one of the guys who made the podium dunked me uh at the start of the swim i've got a photo of him swimming right next to hayden wilde so i'm guessing it was hayden who, who gave him the little head push under the water um and then he jumped on his bike and uh, got a flat tire immediately, rode two and a half K to the wheel change, changed his wheel, and then the gears didn't work. So um, he basically, uh, you know, called it a day and then jumped into the, um, uh, jumped into or into the mixed relay. Um, and then, you know, seemingly, looked like he was in okay shape coming out of the water and then missed the breakaway group. Um, and then ended up kind of leading the crew or leading the chase pack around and just didn't have anything for the, for the, uh, run. So it just put us in this, you know, sort of weird position where, um, you know, we were happy to basically outkick, uh, Bermuda, for, us uh, I think it was sixth place or something in the relay, which is not exactly where Canada should be on the world stage. I would think so. Well, fitting, deal. fitting,
0: mate. Sometimes you just got to accept where you are, uh, understand uh-huh. that it's where it sits. Um, but also, I mean, it sucks. It like the one thing about triathlon and, that's really sucky and and there'll be a lot of age groupers listening to this, hopefully just nodding, but not having experienced it too much. He said that mechanical can hit at any time. That is a gremlin that you cannot stop. Um, and if you ever know anything about, um, you know, punches or, you know, some freak thing that happens, uh, I can remember even like Luke McKenzie and a helmet clip um, in Melbourne where he could not get his helmet. I, I still am in awe of how calm the guy was. I would have been throwing things. <laughs> but, but, you know, and there's that famous uh, Jürgen Zach video uh, from Kona with a helmet as well, you know. Um, all these things conspire uh, to end a, a day that has been worked super hard to, to get to into a position, doesn't it? It just
1: – you know, Absolutely. Yeah, no, Tyler cannot buy a break. And I, I you know, and, and I was just so hoping that the mixed relay was going to be that and then, you know, that ended up not turning up. But, you know, he, he uh, seems to have a, a, a good attitude of, you know, just, I've got to keep, I certainly got the impression, you know, that his his attitude is I've been doing the work working hard at all of this eventually this is going to come around um you know so uh he had the achilles tendon issue last year um then you know just has had I, it sounds like he got into a like bike accident in montreal just before um uh, in just before the race and so yeah he can't buy a break right now but um hopefully he can just keep plugging away and doing the work and things will f- start coming around because he's He's a frighteningly talented athlete and, you know, can compete with, in my mind, can compete with Hayden Wild and, and Alex Yee on, on the right day, especially over sprint. I think um, the sprint distances is his deal. So, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll cross our fingers. On the women's side, um, it was uh, very exciting to, um, to see... Uh, Oh, let's see. Who are we talking about here? Emmy Legault continuing her amazing year. She has just surged to the kind of top of the Canadian women's standings right now, uh, which has been really exciting. And then uh, Emily Kretz, uh, her first race since, I believe it was since Tokyo last year. So great uh, for her to be back. And then um, uh, who else did we have in that mix? we had, oh, Dominika Jamnicki was has sort of rounded things out, and she had a pretty solid weekend as well. So, um, so yeah, like where things should be, um, for on the women's front as they're all sort of building their way back, and you uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see Tyler Mislichuk get a break soon.
0: Yes, um, it's one of those things, isn't it? <laughs> the body. Whenever you're on form, it always seems to strike. Uh, and a number of times I've been whizzing around the course, you know, covering a race and stuff, and you just see that poor athlete walking down there and, you know, shoulders limp and just dejected after a, a mechanical. Um, and that's all the way through the pro ranks. Obviously, uh, it does, uh, doesn't does spare anybody. But overall, the Com Games triathlon, probably not a bad thing. Um, and it's isn't it the, – the amount of racing that's going on at the moment um, – it gets left in the dust pretty quickly. Um, one minute, you're the talk of everything. And then two seconds later, another race shows up. And, you know, in, in the, um, you know, the world this year, uh, this week, sorry, we had lots of different races. Uh, nice to see I the brand.
1: I'm sorry, um, just before we move on from Commonwealths, I um, yep. want to just a shout out to uh, Jessica Tumala, who, excuse me, took the bronze medal with her... Uh, her new uh guide Emma Scoug. um and uh that just really exciting uh so exciting that um there actually no I'm not going not going to throw that one out there but there will be a surprise about our September issue uh coming up with uh with those guys so
0: awesome. Leave it well also too how's too did a nice job getting on that um getting involved in the Aussie's gotten to the podium as well for the uh, for the real-
1: yeah, so that, that so um so really interesting that whole uh, visually impaired category PTVI um so there's different levels of visual impairment so uh, Jessica Tumula is completely blind she cannot see a thing um, and so they you know she and Emma end up heading off I think it was like two minutes and twenty seconds ahead of the rest of the athletes who have partial sight. And I know that they, you know, had different ways of trying to even that playing field over the years. So, you know, I, I remember one year in Edmonton, all of the athletes who still had a little bit of vision had to wear these goggles that completely blacked everything out. Um, but yeah, just really cool to see, um, see those athletes, in action i i don't get to see as many paratriathlon events as i would like and so that was uh very cool to see yeah um, and yeah the, under,
0: the cool thing uh, at home too they they the coverage and i will i will i've clipped them for poor understanding of the sport but also the fact that they integrate the um both events as it's going on um
1: is really cool so yes um, that's something that commonwealth games does really well like they and, you know, saw that at the track as well. And it's, and at the pool. Um, those were the venues where I saw the uh, para events also taking place at the same time, which is, yep. yeah, really cool. So
0: a lot lot happened over the weekend and without going into the minutiae of it too, given we're late in the week. But um, wins to Sam Long, Imogen Simmons, uh, Cat Matthews, Brownlee in Swansea. Um And then Sharpen McBride in
1: uh, Boulder. We're 70.3. Yeah.
0: So lots going on. um And then I want to, just before we jump into the next thing, I do want to get your opinion though on the two-day world championship in Hawaii that's been scheduled.
1: Ha <laughs> ha. Yes. We've got, um, we have not one, but basically two features about that coming up in the in the September issue, um, for, you know, basically it's a game changer, uh, in terms of, uh, women's participation and, uh, just kind of making things fairer. So, um, one of the things that became very evident at the event in Utah was how, how much more of a challenge the day was. For many of the uh, women's participants, because they left later in the day. So you know, the way they set up the waves, there were a lot of um, women's waves that kind of went later in the day. So they got the worst of the heat and the worst of the wind. and also, you know, and the cutoff times weren't it kind of in their favor as well. although, You know, a lot of those cutoff times are based on time anyway, like time after you start. So not a huge difference. But um, anyway, it was it was really interesting. Uh, uh, One of our writers went through and checked out all the stats and compared the men's versus women's um, finishes in the same age groups. And yeah, you know, it was just it was just a harder day for a lot of the women's age categories. Two days in Kona switches that or fixes that. Um, So um, it'll be better this year and it'll be much better in 2023 when um, there is uh, a a dedicated day where it'll only be women in 2023. This year there's gonna be women and a few of the men's age groups. um, And next year it's gonna be all women one day, all men the next day. Um, the other thing that's really interesting is um, just the the extra slots that they're throwing in so uh, we just did a story yesterday on on Iron Man Texas and it'll be the same in Cairns I believe so there's a hundred qualifying spots um, like regular for all the different age categories and everything and then another 65 slots that are dedicated just for women so, um so yeah really trying to up the game on the the number of women participating
0: i think though i don't know i i'm 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 funny enough in two camps on this one um obviously i i hear what you're saying and you know and i understand everything i, I don't know i it just it, it one magic day of the year you know it just that's what it was. That's for Kona for me was just one magic day, you know, where it was all settled, where it was all done. Um, and now we're kind of some sort of bastardized hybrid version of two days. You know, I don't know. I just, eh, I'm not really sure to be honest with you. I, I'm not that, I'm not that convinced yet. So and I I understand what you're saying before I get, you know, railroaded for all sorts of you know, I and I but get I, like
1: it. I think so. Here's the other point that 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 brings up is yeah, I, I totally hear you. There there were two ways to solve this problem, right? Um there was the reduce the field dramatically. Or, <laughs> Money, no. Yeah, and, and that's never going to happen. You know, <laughs> I remember the days when I, you know, I worked at Iron Man and I was told 1800, that's as many people yeah. as fit on that pier. And there's not a, and then 1900, we cannot get another bike more than 1900. And then it was too, like it just kept going up and up and up. Yeah. And I, I was waiting for the day that they were going to build us, like, a make a, a two, a second floor of the pier. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, which, where did, where's your transition? Are you on the ground or the first floor? <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, like, You are 100% right to just knock me on the head and say, "Hey, dude, it's all about money." Um, And yeah, I I just, I guess, I totally hear that. uh, But I do think that uh, when you're facing the reality of Iron Man, you know, they need to justify, however, hundred million dollars people are paying for the company, so they gotta, they gotta make this money. Um, So. I get that, and so this is a this is a solution that that at least fixes some of the uh, some of the issues that the races had.
0: Yeah, no, I'm just saying I've always look, and again, I always enjoy the two Boston
1: marathons. I mean, they're always great to watch. <laughs> um, so here's the other thing too that that somebody brought up to me. Uh, so are they going to switch out the days? So will the you know, the women race Thursday and the men on Saturday next year. And then in 2024, will it switch out?
0: Yeah. I don't know. I honestly, um, I don't know. I, I'm having a hard time with it. I Like I want to support women's racing, obviously. Um, and I was like, I said, reduce the field size, give them a proper gap in the pros. I know the age group is going to get caught up. I understand all that. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's breaking down. And for me, it's not a magic day. It's a magic weekend. Costs a lot more for athletes to stick around for a day. A lot of them, if they're racing on the Sunday, can't get back until the Tuesday, they got work. They've got all sorts of other commitments. You know, it's awkward. It really is awkward. Because I remember I used to fly it all the time and just fly in, fly out. And, you know, it just creates more of, um, and 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 is Kyle Luard that wrapped to be having it over another day as well? Are they stoked with that? How does it? I mean, is, isn't the council perennially disappointed with Man when it shows up? I mean, how does that work?
1: Yes, well, that's that was why I truly thought that Kona as the world championship, like those days were numbered. Um, so after Andrew Messick stood up at the press conference in in St George. And said, the future of the Ironman World Championship is two days of racing. And um, so afterwards, you know, he came up to me and said, So what do you think? And I said, I think you just threw the gauntlet down. And he just smiled. Um, and so I just thought for sure Kailu Okona was going to say, Yeah, thanks, but no thanks. Like this, this messes up our lives one day of the year. And then plus the, you know, two weeks before with, you know, triathletes walking into our grocery stores and swimsuits and, and compression socks and, um, you know, driving us crazy. So, um, but this has been a pleasant surprise. So, uh, cause I think at the end of the day, yes, it's a pain in the butt, uh, for those two days, but the Ironman does bring in a lot of money to that community. And, um, so you know, I, I think at the end of the day, Iron Man's pretty good for, for Kona. Um, and so hopefully they can figure out a happy medium. But yeah, I know I know there's gonna be a lot of people who will not be very happy with two days.
0: No. And I think there was a bit of pushback on it as well. Um yeah, like I said, we'll see. Um it's just it's just it just waters down things a little bit. But anyway. Um, I don't know how Mike Riley's is going to last for that amount of time. (laughs) Um, you know, there's only so much towel waving that man can do. (sighs) Big ask, big ask. Anyway, uh, Kevin, the last thing we need to get off our agenda here is, uh, the Collins cup.
1: (laughs) Yes. The Collins cup coming up in a hurry.
0: Started as a joke. Uh, Went pretty well last year, and now is I'm trying to like it. Um, again, the the jury's out, but they've assembled a pretty decent field for this one.
1: Oh yeah, well you you know you throw a million and a half dollars into the mix, and uh, it's amazing how people will uh, to jump at it. Um, Team Europe is. Pretty much unstoppable again, yeah. Uh, But um, but my hat goes off to Craig Alexander and and um, Aaron Baker um, Mm for their captains' picks for Team International. Um, I think they took the team that team to. uh, I was really wondering how things were going to go to suddenly being very much in the mix because you know I think Florida can go up against anyone. Um, and so that just suddenly, you know, allows, uh, allows them to, you know, throw a Florida Duffy up against Daniela reef. And then you can start stocking your women, uh, against the other athletes who are maybe a little more human, although, you know, which Daniela is going to be there. Um, if it's even the- a crap
0: one though, even a, you know, even the crap version still goes pretty well. I don't think you at team us is any decent, um, for the win they're not gonna they're not gonna trouble anyone it'll be team europe closely by the international team and then i think the u.s team will be well that's
1: what we thought last year and then team u.s uh i didn't exactly spank but they beat team international Mm. um and and taylor nib was the game changer she was yeah Um, yeah Yeah. on her road bike yeah (laughs) it's just frighteningly frightening day so um yeah you know i i'm but Team Europe, like, Daniela Reef, Annie Haug, Laura Phillip, Kat Matthews. Uh, and then, you know, your captain's picks are Holly Lawrence and N- Nicholas Spirig. Like, and then on the men's side, Christian Brink, Mustafa Eden, Patrick Lange, Magnus Ditleff. Um, and then your captain's picks, Daniel Beck, Beckegaard and Sam Laidlaw. Um, like, it's, you know, it's just frightening.
0: Blumenfeld, Eden, and Langer alone. I mean, good Lord.
1: Yeah. And um, so it was very interesting chatting with Alistair Brownlee in Edmonton. And he was saying, we need to just pull um, England, our Great Britain out of Team Europe and then have them go as another team. And um, I don't know that that, I think Team Europe would still dominate, but it would at least take. You know, Kat Matthews, Holly Lawrence, and Sam. Oh no, Sam Lalo's France. I keep thinking he was born in England, but he's he's from France. So actually, yeah, it wouldn't even make a whole lot of difference this year. It wouldn't,
0: Um, and but what it would do is give us give us a team to dislike. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It's our job, mate. We have to dislike anybody from the UK or from Britain. That's that's just that's one hundred and one being Australian.
1: is this is an Australian thing because you guys all sort of were kicked out of that country? Is that the well, issue? Well, not really.
0: But the dirty palms—well, no one's really that interested, um, and it would give us someone to dislike. But um, the international team, though, uh, looks pretty decent too, with Finlay and Ashley Gentle uh, in good nick, and um, obviously Flora Duffy always is in good. And then your buddy Lionel Sanders, Braden Curry. Uh, and Aaron yeah. Royal and Hayden Wilde getting in on the captain's picks Royal in some good form, both microphone and athletically speaking. And then, um, Ben Canute and Jason West getting captain's picks with Sophie Watson, Sarah true in team us, but, um, I, don't yeah. know. I mean, they did race well last year, but look, it's a fun event. It's not gonna, you know, stop the world, but it certainly is worthwhile watching, uh, you know, athletes of this caliber get around.
1: Oh, for sure. And don't forget, we got a couple more Canadians in the mix Tamara Jewett and uh, Jackson Laundry as well. So Jackson had a great race. You know, th- that was part of his, you know, just showing the world last year that, you know, he's, he's in the mix and, and can race with these guys. So um, it'll be interesting. So for Tamara, it's going to be an interesting go because um, this is not an event you want to be trailing out of the water a whole lot. Um, so, um, you know, the, it'll be an interesting challenge for her, but I tell you, she can run like the wind. So, um, so it'll be, it'll be fun to watch how she goes and cause no matter, no matter how she comes off the bike, people are worried about her. <laughs> like, even, yeah. you know, even six minutes down, like you're like, oh man, I got you up behind me. So um, so it'll be, uh, it'll be fun to see how that one goes. And yeah, I, I just cannot wait to see, um, you know, like either pick any of the, of the four team Europe, uh, women. So Daniela reef, anyhow, Laura Phillip, Kat Matthews versus Flora Duffy and Taylor nib like that just is going to be an epic, um, epic, uh, little fight between those three.
0: Well, Nib's certainly got a reputation now to live up to um, after last year's heroics on the road bike. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's again, we've said this ad nauseum on this podcast, find the best people in the world, put them together, race them off, people will watch, and that's what they've done. Because people will watch this because it has interesting and very top-line caliber athletes. So it does become an interest point and a talking point, and we're talking about it now, so it's doing its job. Um it certainly is a, a again one of those specialty events, different to what we normally see, uh, and and you know probably rightly taking its place as a as a regular thing to to cast your eye over each year.
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. You no, know, the PTO has done a fantastic job with this, and the uh, you know the Canadian Open was a, was a great show, really well done. I'm sure the U.S. Open will be more of the same, but this is their flagship one, so. Yeah, I'm off to uh, off there. Um, and hey, guess I don't know if you saw this news or not. But uh, look who is coming back. She'll be racing at the long distance world championship, which is happening on the like uh, Colin Cup of Saturday, long distance world championship on the Sunday over in Samarin as well. Lucy Charles Barkley. Mm. So um, she is uh, making her return to racing. And that's very exciting. So I'm I'm I'll be fascinated to see if this is a first step back towards Kona for her. Uh, there's a huge difference. Like this is the hundred k uh, distance versus you know a full Ironman distance. So a lot lot of difference in terms of that. But anyway, great to see that she's on her way back.
0: Yeah, I feel like she's been out for a hundred years. We haven't seen her forever. She was remember she's just hitting that 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 really. Um, I don't know, like in her her racing and everything was just hitting its peak, I felt, um, when it was stopped by injury. So, yeah, it is good to see her back. She's good for the sport, um, and no doubt, uh, (laughs) see what she brings. Should be a fun one. Kevin, we've clocked 40 minutes. We've done well. So uh, we might uh, wave goodbye to you. Enjoy your travels to the Collins Cup, my friend. You are a man who no doubt uh, is sitting at the front of the plane uh, on the frequent flyer miles and just – I
1: I only wish, unfortunately. (laughs) Frequent flyer miles are now all based on how much people pay for your ticket. And uh, people are always paying for the cheapest tickets. I'm going to get the violin out, I know. Oh, yeah, Um,
0: yeah. You um, you need a better agent, my friend.
1: <laughs> I sure do. Kevin right, McKinnon,
0: hey. uh, you can be found on Twitter. You can also be found at Triathlon Magazine Canada, which is uh, the one-stop shop for all of the best triathlon news in the world. You can find me at Phil Rockner at Twitter or at Life of Tri on Instagram. Give us a follow. Tell your mates if you've had a good listen to us. We appreciate you. Uh, look forward to catching up with you in a week's time, Kevin.
1: Sounds great. Thanks, Phil.
0: Thanks for listening to The Life of Try. If you like us, tell your mates and follow us on Instagram at The Life of Try.